0: Welcome to the fourteenth episode in a series of special programs presented by the Union County, Ohio Drug Free Coalition. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Over the last several months, there continues to be a rising increase in overdose and deaths, especially related to the inclusion of fentanyl. Being very proactive, the Union County Drug-Free Coalition has assembled a panel of experts to field and further address this serious health issue. Joining us today are our very special guest, Union County, Ohio Sheriff's Department Deputy Rich Crabtree. Lindsay Featheroff, Drug Overdose Health Educator with the Union County, Ohio Health Department, and Lance Eberling, Lead Investigator with the Union County, Ohio Coroner's Office. Well, first of all, welcome to the show, and thank you so much for coming on the program and really sharing your expertise. Let's begin by looking at the scope of this serious problem. You know, there are many different surveys out there getting ready for the show that I came across, especially over the last two years, that have con- consistently reported really a sharp increase in overdose deaths. Now, one study that I came across indicated the number of deaths had jumped from 70,630 in 2015 to over 90,000 in 2019. Lindsay, the health department right here in Union County recently came out with a health alert. What do you want the community to know about this?
1: Yeah, so we sent out a community partner alert and went through the Journal-Tribune um, just to let the community know that overdose deaths were up in our county. Specifically, we wanted them to know that if someone is dying in front of you, always call 911. Make sure that you're carrying naloxone, know your good Samaritan laws, and dispose of proper medication to prevent anyone in your household from potentially abusing it in the future.
0: Lance, give us an historic backdrop, if you will, in terms of the use of opiates and especially fentanyl.
2: Um, Fentanyl started basically back in the 1960s. It was made to help with cancer patients and people with severe pain and trauma in that field. Just a little background that heroin is about five times stronger than morphine. And then when you add fentanyl into that, it's 50 times stronger than heroin. And carfentanil is about 1,000 times stronger than morphine. Back in 2016, primarily all our overdoses were the prescription medications that people were using, like your Xanax, your Oxycodone, your Oxycontin, stuff like that. And then when the the government started working on the opioid crisis they were cutting back on physicians prescribing the opioids which caused people to either get off of it or search for it someplace else like i said in 2016 about 90%, 90 percent 90 95 percent of our overdoses were prescription drugs in 2017 we saw a big increase in the fentanyl that's when the county first started seeing fentanyl in it. And mostly it was in the heroin. As the years progressed, 2018, um, it came about, we had it in meth and the heroin. And then in 2019, we had it in the meth, the heroin, the cocaine and some marijuana. And then now in 2020, we're seeing it in pretty much everything that we are related to the deaths. Now, the reverse of that was in 2016 with our percentage. Now in 2019, 20, where you are, it's reversed. So 90% of our deaths are drug-related, are with fentanyl involved in it.
0: Rich, the supply chain itself goes way beyond the local level.
3: It really does. I mean, at the local level, you have your your, your common drug dealers that uh, supply the residents of Union County, but then you start going outside of that. And when you start doing the investigation, you find it comes in from other states, through trafficking, and then outside of the United States, we see a a large increase coming from Mexico right now.
0: Here in Union County, is there any particular age group that this issue seems to be more predominant in, or is it across the
3: board? I would say, if I mean, Lance can contest this, I would say it's pretty much uh, that middle-aged, 20-some to mid-30s, but we've seen it uh, at different ages as well i mean especially with the the change in society with the pandemic so but mainly you know mid-20s to early 30s is where we see most of the overdoses
0: And we've come through just a totally incredible stressful year i don't think we've seen a year in our lifetime anything like this with the pandemic and that certainly has had a dominant effect on all of our routines now, a recent survey done by the University of Cincinnati found that individuals experiencing a mental disorder had a 39% increase in the risk of dying from an overdose. Lindsay, what about the effects of the pandemic and its relationship to all of this and, and stimulus checks and all of that?
1: Yeah, so as you kind of mentioned, the pandemic really created a lot of stressors for individual or individuals just related to stress, being alone, joblessness, and we don't have any data to back that up in at least what we track um, but we anticipated those being stressors and in- and stressors that are gonna continue into 2021. What we do know is that in months that individuals received stimulus checks or tax returns, there were spikes in overdoses because obviously those individuals would have had more money in their pocket to purchase drugs.
0: Lance, any comment here in terms of the connection of fentanyl with people that are already taking other drugs or wanting to really get to another higher state of euphoria, is that related to this at all?
2: I would say it is. You gotta look at that people aren't actively seeking fentanyl. They're they're looking for their drug of choice and they have a tolerance buildup to the drug. They're looking for their drug of choice and then they get their drug and they take it and you know, I'm not saying that if you get fentanyl in your thing, you're gonna die. You could it's all depends on how it's mixed up. It they're not a pharmaceutical. So you know, when your pharmacy makes up your drugs, they take two parts of Part A, three parts of Part B and mix it all together. And you get this drug after trials and stuff like that. Well, your drug dealer, they take it, they take their heroin, they take some fentanyl and they just mix it up. And you could use it, I could use it and we all live and somebody else uses it and they die. And the reason is, is because it's not mixed up properly. So you just don't know what you're going to get into when you're using it. They say that the high is greater on it and people do chase that, they want to get that high again from it. Um, You got people that were in rehab and they're used to using a certain amount and then they go out of rehab and they come out and they relapse and they think that they can use that same dose again and they can't because their body's not used to it, they're not building up the tolerance um, for it.
0: And again, many times I would imagine that people really don't know the consequences of taking that fentanyl long-term consequences could be.
2: It's true. It has a big effect on the brain and the body itself over prolonged use with it.
0: Rich, any comment in terms of causes and things related to the transition and, and college aid students, high school students this past year related to this?
3: Yeah, just because of the pandemic, we've seen a huge increase in just the mental health issues that kids were experiencing. Because, I mean, if you look at a school, that's the Safe place for kids. A lot of kids like the school atmosphere because it's where they feel safe. So taking that away from them for a very long time and then only doing it part-time as we were going through this pandemic really t- played a big role in how the, it affected them mentally. So we've seen the stress levels go up of the kids, and then we've seen them start to be isolated. And again, once you get that stress, that isolation, then a lot of people turn to drugs. So
0: Out of their comfort zone with peers. We could take the entire show and, and just talk about causes, go on and on and on about that, but we want to flip the page and really look at proactive positive strategies and interventions and things that are being done right here in Union County, Ohio. Lindsay, what about carrying Narcon and Naloxone?
1: Yeah, so it's really important for community members to carry Narcan or Naloxone, um, especially if you're a concerned family member, friend, or peer of an individual. I would recommend that you carry two doses um, just because as Lance said fentanyl is really powerful and sometimes one dose of Narcan isn't going to revive someone you may administer it wrong Um, so really carrying two is key and it's really important carrying Narcan can save a life but the number one thing to do is to also call 911 not to go on a tangent, but we have seen we've seen an increase in fatal overdoses, not overdoses overall. So our number one concern is are people calling 911. So make sure you call 911, then administer naloxone. Those are the two key pieces that I think are really important.
0: Anything on protective personal equipment?
1: Actually, if you get a project on kit in Union County, it comes with fentanyl resistant gloves or nitrile gloves, um, and it comes with a protective barrier for if you had to do CPR. Um, So those are also two important things that I would recommend, because obviously you don't want to get in contact with fentanyl if you were intending on using it. So I would recommend carrying those as well.
0: Rich, speak to us about responsible medication taking and the awareness of some of the signs and symptoms that somebody would be experiencing in an overdose.
3: Yeah, so when we talk about prescription medication, the the big thing is to make sure that you're taking it as prescribed and that you're keeping track of your medication because a lot of times we see people overdose on medication that was prescribed to somebody else. So the big thing is make sure that you're taking the medication as prescribed and if you're done with that medication, you no longer need it, that you take it to a drug take-back or you take it to one of our locations that we have a drug drop-off. And we have several of those in Plain City. We have one at the Union County Sheriff's Office, uh, Marysville Police Department, and Richwood Police Department. You can go in there. Uh, They don't take liquid. However, they'll take all kinds of pill bottles, cross off your information, throw them right in there, and they're collected.
0: Again, repeat those drop-off sites again. That's so important.
3: Yes, again, one at the Plain City Police Department, the Union County Sheriff's Office, Marysville Police Department, and Richwood Police Department.
0: And I know anybody needs any additional information about that, also that the Union County Drug-Free Coalition would be happy to give you that information as well. You can contact Nancy Beals on that. Well, Lance, in an overdose situation, and I know there's relative factors related to this, but how much time does someone really have to administer a life-saving Narcan or Naloxone?
2: It varies. It could be seconds. It could be um, minutes to it, depending on how much, you know, how strong the the drug is that they took and i've seen someone overdose and they've been given two milligrams or less than narcan brings them right back um, i've also seen somebody get 180 milligrams of narcan and it didn't do anything it didn't even come close to bringing back so i would say as soon as possible if you suspect someone is overdosing
0: sooner you can't turn that clock back no, you so you know sooner as, as soon as possible that you can do that now lindsay Someone, what are the steps someone should take if someone is overdosing?
1: Yeah, so you want to try to get them awake. So you can either, I think it's called a hard sternum rub, um, or by yelling their name, just really trying to keep them awake. And then you can administer the naloxones. There are a couple of different types. Um, There's an injectable one, a nasal spray. Um, Those are the most common ones that pedestrians would have. Call 911, of course. And then you can go into rescue breathing uh, where you would use those nitrile gloves and the CPR barrier.
0: A little bit more on the administration of these drugs, especially somebody who's not done it, the the key steps to walk through.
1: Yeah, so it works kinda like Flonase, at least the kits that the health department gives out. So really all you have to do is take the cap off and spray. Um, It works exactly like Flonase, so you wanna administer it into the nose. But it's super simple. It's a lot simpler than people think about using it, so.
0: Excellent. Rich, we have street drugs out there. That's an ongoing challenge. What are some of the efforts and things being done to get rid of this problem and reduce it?
3: So I know that our investigative unit has increased their drug task force and they're trying to clean up and follow up on all the tips that they receive for the illegal narcotics that are coming into Union County.
0: Now, what about changes in your actual policing methods out there in the community and dealing with this?
3: So, because of the increase of overdoses, uh, Sheriff Patton and Lieutenant Jeff Styers created what we call UCI CARES team. And what that is, is we are getting information on people that are addicts or drug users. Or if we go out on an overdose scene and the person survives, we'll meet with that person within 48 hours or family members. The team consists of a couple people from the sheriff's office Uh, A couple people from Marysville Police Department, the Fire Department, and the uh, Union County Health Department. It's a team that goes out. Mary Haven is involved, as well as Wings for the peer support. And we go out and meet with these people. We give them information where they can get in contact with mental health, with recovery, with addiction. So we just want to get that information to them as soon as something happens. Because that first 48 hours is when people really want to get to help. So if we can get them that information, why it's fresh in their head about they need to stop because they just went through something that almost cost them their life, we wanna get that information to them as soon as possible.
0: Lindsay, we have a a lot of excellent resources and treatment facilities, including the Mary Haven facility right here in Marysville, Ohio. What are some of the other support treatment options in Central Ohio?
1: Yeah, so as Rich touched on a little bit, there is Wing Support and Recovery, um, which is a peer support agency. And the best place to really find what resource is going to be best for you is on the Mental Health Recovery Board's website. Um, they have a list of resources that breaks it down by category. If you're dealing with mental health issues, substance abuse, um, and even gets more specific than that, I'd recommend linking that in the podcast. Um, but that's a really great resource. It really just depends on what you're struggling with and what's going to be best for you.
0: But referrals can be made right here locally to what some of those sources are. And I know the the Union County Drug-Free Coalition has a complete comprehensive listing of those sources and are glad to provide that referral information as well. But as we kind of wrap up here, I'd like to ask each of you to leave a special takeaway for all of our listeners on drug overdoses. Rich, I'm going to start with you.
3: Thanks, Pete. So again, I want everybody to understand that law enforcement is not always out to put everybody in jail. That's not what we're doing. We want to help the people in Union County, we want to make the county successful as a whole. So the UCI CARES team, if you know somebody that is struggling with addiction, you can reach out to the sheriff's office, ask for myself or Lieutenant Jeff Steyer's. And we can meet with people. Again, our job is not to put them in jail. Our job is to get them the help that they need.
1: Yeah, I would say that we're just really blessed in Union County to have so many organizations that are on board with just helping individuals. And I just, Rich said, the goal of our law enforcement agencies are not to arrest individuals who are choosing to use drugs. But know that there are resources available in Union County that can help you if you want it and need it. Um, But also, if you're going to use don't use alone. Call 911 and make sure that someone in the room has Narcan.
0: And Lance, final, final uh, takeaway. What do you want to really put out there? Don't use drugs.
2: I, I know it sounds cliche, but right now, if you're using drugs, you have a very high chance of overdosing and dying. So my, the only thing I can tell you is don't do it.
0: And Rich, the website for the Sheriff's Department, the contact there.
3: You can contact either myself at 937-645-4100, extension 4310, or Lieutenant Jeff Stiers. You can go on our website and look that up. Just to add to Lance's thing, I want people to understand that you don't know what you're buying. The drugs are always constantly being mixed with something. So you might be buying something that you think is one thing. But unfortunately, with this day and age, and we're seeing it on overdoses all the time when I go out with Lance, you don't know what's in that drug. So people don't know what they're taking. So my suggestion is, like Lance, don't do drugs, but understand when you're buying something, you don't know what you're buying.
0: Total awareness of what you're doing there and total avoidance, I think would be the other operative word with that. And again, the Union County, Ohio Drug-Free Coalition is open Monday to Friday. You can contact Nancy Beals, the coordinator. Nancy's email is nancy at mhrbuc.org. That's nancy at mhrbuc.org. She'll be glad to provide you with outstanding resources to help you with that. Well, join us again for our next episode on July 21st on Drug Treatment Courts with former Union County Probate Court Judge Charlotte Eufinger. Until then, stay healthy and stay safe.